Good evening. Welcome to Coffee and Tequila. This is a show for people who love stories as much as we do. We do a morning show on Mondays and a late show on Fridays. Yeah. Y hoy estamos bien emocionados para grabar este episodio. Ay, me siento muy... Me siento muy... Excited, <laughs> <laughs> and then the crowd laughs, and they're like, ah, We love her, and the music plays. So, if you can't tell, we're probably covering Selena. Today. Ah, this is a Selena episode today. That was what, what an intro for Selena! What an intro! <laughs> but before we do an intro for Selena, we should do an intro for ourselves. I'm Alistair Patton Garcia. Oh, he's taking my last name now. Look, look. We we did just so everybody knows we're gonna break the fourth wall real quick. We did this <laughs> intro right before we did it, and he left off the last name. And I said, but I want to make sure that everybody knows my name is the last name is Garcia because I am the resident Mexican at the table. And then my last name is Paton. And now you're Patton. Paton. Patton. And now you're taking Garcia too. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Are you Maria Celeste? <laughs> 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 well, today I'm Zachary Patton Garcia. And today's our late show, so obviously, well, ah, we got drinks. For people First off, us. let's like, oh my gosh, we're already starting off. We're a mess. Okay, um, this episode is kindly being sponsored by Helix Sleep, as always. Now, baby, what are we sipping tonight? On late show days, we sip something. What are you guys sipping? Let us know down in the comments if you're listening. Hope you're enjoying your little sippers. Whatever your your drink of choices, just drink it I'm, and leave us a review while you're at it. Ah, yes. On Spotify podcasts. This? Apple Podcast and YouTube. We're also live on YouTube. So this is a rosé. <laughs> <laughs> we got to about I, the bag I, part. We didn't undo the bag part the first time. And now I'm just... I thought I was sure it was going to be more like uh, the the drink that they had at the Alamo Draft House one on well, the menu. I wanted to do that, but it had yeah. elderflower in it. We don't have no elderflower. <sighs> we used to. We got like three we used damn to. bottles of that. Did we drink it all? And it wasn't good. So I oh, don't I know how it. that got... I liked it. Well, I didn't like it by itself. So I, I think we did mix some elderflower drinks mm. at some point. But anyways, for people who are seeing us right now. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got a new sign. <gasps> I forgot all about the new sign. I don't know how we even didn't even talk about that. Yeah, guys, I feel so official. I feel so official. We got a sign that says coffee and tequila. We can change the colors on it. It looks freaking cool. I feel like a real podcaster right oh now. Oh, gosh. We have a late show. We have an actual we late show. We have a late show, Am guys. I Jay Leno? No, because I'm not a skis ball. <laughs> well, we also have the uh, Selena doll for people who are seeing it. Mm. And we bought this and we kept on getting recommendations for the freaking Wizards Waverly Place doll. I know. When you search Selena doll, you'll get a lot of uh, Wizards, Wizards Waverly Place. It's like, <laughs> do you mean this? No, that is not like, what we no, mean. No, Selena Kittania. We, we have a sign we spent, now. We have a sign. So we have to do, we're committed. We have a sign, guys. We have <laughs> we're a committed sign. to this. We are committed. We've married to the idea of coffee <laughs> and tequila now, even though we've already missed a couple of episodes. <laughs> we're, we're having our wine in La Reina glasses. Yeah. So we had the most amazing time. <gasps> Y'all, we, you don't even know. We went to, on Selena's birthday, which is also Selena Day in Texas, um, Governor Bush at the time made it Selena Day, her birthday in Texas. Of, and of April. And we had the most amazing experience at the Alamo Draft House. Apparently they do this every year here at the one in El Paso. And they, mm -hmm. on her birthday, and they have, they show Selena on the big screen. And we, so we went and we watched it and they gave us these mugs with, they had, what did they have? Hot sauce. It had hot sauce for your pizza. Mm. And it had like a uh, little rose, you know, like a tissues. tissues for everybody to cry. Everybody was crying anyways. <laughs> it had a glow stick so that you could wave it. And it was everybody like, was crying, but nobody opened their tissues. Well, this was also the first time I'd seen it on a big screen yeah. and surrounded by really loving fans because this was a party. It wasn't just like a normal screening. It was I a party. did not realize in this movie how many times El Paso comes up. I did not either. And people lost their shit every time it would say El Paso down in the, like, the on-screen text. They're like, El Paso, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I just loved the comments in the back were like... Uh, where uh, Abraham is talking about, like, you know, you have to be, you know, twice the Mexican and like uh, twice oh, the American yeah. at the same time. Yeah. During that scene. And, and she's like, I heard a girl, and she, she, he's so right. It's so true. He's so it's right. So true. Which is true. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. Oh, I know it. Like, I know it. I know it. 
<laughs> you, you know it from <laughs> your visitations to Mexico. <laughs> My, Everybody... I go to Monterrey all the time. <laughs> um, so g- growing up in Texas, I, as a little gay Mexican boy, Selena was like everything to me, right? So like this movie, I know we played it over and over and over on the VHS tape. Uh, my mom was over this movie. She is over this movie. She does not like to watch this movie anymore because I've how much I played it when I was younger. Um, and Selena really was everything to me. And there was something that really made me feel like I didn't have the closest connection to my Mexican side. But Selena really, like, facilitated that. She really, like, bridged that gap and made that connection for me. And I remember going, every anytime I'd go visit my Mexican cousins or any of them, we'd always play Selena. I'm pretty sure I still know all of the Selena lyrics in my own Mexican gibberish because I do not know Spanish. So. <laughs> and it's interesting because, like, for me, I, I had a different kind of relationship with the whole Selena stuff because I, I, I was born and grew up in Mexico. Yeah. And in Mexico, like, Selena's big. And a lot of people talk about her crossover English album, but really her getting big in Mexico was a big crossover too. Mm. You know, going back to how Abraham was talking about it, because I'd, I'd hear her songs a lot, but I had really no idea who Selena was until the really? Selena movie came out. Which was 97 you know? though, so it's like you were born, what, 92? That's not that far off. That's Zachary, five stop years aging after. me. At five years old, he didn't really know who Selena was, you know, he's just like... <laughs> I was just that's like this. That's you're comparing it to being like this age and not knowing who the damn Beatles are or something. I'm sorry, but it's true. Mm-hmm. You well, should know who Selena is. Yeah, I know who Selena is. Beatles I know who? who Selena is. Beatles who? Are we Selena? even covering the? Are, are we covering the Beatles? Never. No. Never. never. Okay. Don't you say know never. who we're covering? The Selena. This yes. little Selenas. And and for people um, who don't know, so today we are talking about several of uh, of Selena's like of oh gosh. Sorry, I am tripping myself up. But today we are talking about several of Selena's uh, incorporations into entertainment. Yeah. Well, yes. w- is that is that a good way to say the, that? Like the weirdest ways <laughs> the weirdest to explain way to say- things. It's I don't just know. Like we're talking about various forms of Selena content right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> incorporations into entertainment. So the biggest like pieces of Selena content out there, Selena Entertainment, is Selena the movie, obviously. Um, Selena Secret that came out in 2018. It's all in Spanish. It came out in Mexico. It's not a telenovela, is it? No, it's not. No, okay. In my mind, all the Mexican um, TV shows are telenovela still. Um, and then uh, Selena the Series that came out in 2020 or 2021. I think 20, both, 2020. Right? Part one, twenty twenty one, part two. Yeah, yeah. So those are the, um, like the, the, the the most widely known pieces of Selena Entertainment, and then you know we're going to talk about you know the books and like everything else that's kind of tied into it. Yeah, um, we even got to Selena that. with Love by Chris Perez right in front of us right there. Oh, such a good book! So. It really hit my heart. So we're I'm excited to talk about that one as well. But we're going to kind of like to touch on all of these little things and kind of put together the the story of who she really was, who really was Selena. You know, we have so many different people who kind of give us their own version of the story and who who what would Selena say about her own story I think guess is the question what's well, about her own story and something that we really love to speculate about mm. is where would she be now you know we do that a lot during our we call them Britney nights which extends to just any other pop store or, or Selena or anybody you know we or just artiste. Have, we get really drunk on one one, you know, during a weekend night or something, and we just like study their career and watch all their interviews and music videos and everything. And yeah. we've definitely had we get creative of Selena nights. nights too. And so, yeah, so we go crazy about Selena. Uh, we kind of we're a marriage of obsession. Uh, <laughs> we get obsessed with stuff and we just like bond over it. And Selena is definitely one of these obsessions. Well, that's the perfect. That's why we have coffee and tequila so that we can just so talk we can about talk about, about it. our obsession. So we're, you're basically having a Selena. You're having a Selena night with us. Oh my guys. gosh, look at us with Rosé. We are having a Selena, Selena night. Perfect, perfect. But let me tell you, one too many drinks in a club, and I will if they will allow me. I'll be asking the DJ to play. Oh Selena. yeah, when we were on a cruise, um, we. We could not hear, we couldn't say anything because it was so loud. And so we went on to our notes app and we tapped, play Selena, exclamation point, just like held it up to the DJ. And said, play Selena. I, every I night, did, every night that we went in there, I'm, I did series. I even did it in Germany once. I don't know what they thought. <laughs> they, said, they said, a year without rain. <laughs> they start playing Selena Gomez. I know that's what I just sang, Alistair. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know that. Uh, yeah, coming up, we're going to be talking all about Selena, who she really was, trying to get to the bottom of it all. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. 
Now it's time to tell y'all a little bit about our sponsor for today's episode, Helix Sleep. Helix is a premium mattress and a box company that makes beds to fit your unique sleep style. Bubby, you know what I'm dreaming of? Our Helix Sleep Mattress. Our Helix Sleep Mattress. And when I'm sleeping in my Helix Sleep Mattress, I'm dreaming of you. Ooh. Tomorrow. <laughs> well, you are sweating. Am I sweating right now? Yeah. I do, well, we turn on the aircon for this, and uh, well, I always get a little sweaty. You know, I feel no. like I'm in a club. We're having yeah, wash Selena yourself night. off before you get into our Helix Sleep mattress tonight. This episode is kind being sponsored by Helix Sleep as always. We love our Helix Sleep mattress. We've been working with the Helix Sleep for a couple of years now. And we have the Midnight Lux mattress, which is the perfect size, king size bed for us. It's perfect sleep, best sleep we've ever had together in our marriage with a dog. If you sleep with a dog, you know, it doesn't matter the size. They will take up the whole bed. Um, and our Helix Sleep mattress is, is big enough for all of us. We just moved to a new apartment, and the most exciting thing for us was <laughs> was getting that mattress back. <laughs> Let me tell you. Felix knows that everybody is different, and everybody has their own unique needs, and so they've made a sleep quiz that'll match you with your perfect mattress based on your needs. I am an all-over sleeper. Alistair is more of a side sleeper. He likes a firm mattress. I like, uh, you know, more medium. We took the quiz together and we got the Midnight Mattress. And one of the best parts about Helix is that they deliver the mattress right to your door for free. It comes rolled up in a box and is super easy to set up yourself. And if it makes you nervous to buy something online that you haven't tried, Helix has a 100 night sleep trial so you get more than 3 months to make sure that you absolutely love it. And if you don't, they'll pick it up for you and you'll get a full refund. Now, if you or somebody you know is in the market for a new mattress and you think that Helix Sleep might be right for you, you can go to helixsleep.com slash tequila and get up to $200 off of your mattress or two free pillows. And two free it's, pillows. Yeah, I was and like, two, or? And. I was like, I'm, he said, you I'm messed supposed up your, to jump in at and, he said, he said, not <laughs> or. He said, so, he said, you messed up your copy. You messed up yeah. your copy. <laughs> and let me tell you, those two free pillows are not going to forgive you. It's been 27 years since Selena died, and I'm honestly surprised that we don't have more projects from her or about her telling her story, because it seems like every time there's a dead entertainer, you know, you have 50 million projects about them. You think of Marilyn Monroe, you know, they got so many movies or TV shows, but I, don't know, I guess 27 years really isn't that long, and so maybe three major projects sounds about right. I don't know, but I also know that the Quintanilla family having so much control over her story has been uh, a reason that we don't have so so much you know so many other projects yeah because they were trying so when selena passed mm -hmm. there was so much out there and there there were so many pro projects that were starting to like happen yeah. at the same time that the family definitely wanted to get ahead of the narrative mm -hmm. and who selena was well yeah so there were what i think they said like six, seven, eight documentaries out there. Yes. There were like two films in the works that didn't have authorization from the family. And so they really, this was, she died in 95. This movie came out in 97. The Selena, Which the movie means that came they were out filming in, 90, in 96. Like less than two years. That's crazy. That is wild. And it's, uh, it's put, that puts it out just so freaking fast. It it's is. Back to back. But they had to do it. You know, they had to do it because. There were, there were all of these other sources out there ready to tell her story and everybody saying, oh, well, you know, when there's a dead celebrity, if you want their legacy to keep going, then, you know, you let everybody tell, write these biographies and let them make this TV show and this movie. And like, but at the same time, it was so close to when she died that they didn't even have a moment to breathe before they had to like exactly. get ahead of the narrative and set the narrative, you know? Well, Abraham even says that he wanted this to immortalize Selena. I want it to, for it to be a... Uh, in a true and positive and beautiful way to celebrate her life quite and put to rest all the negative ugliness. Yeah. And I think that like from that, uh, this is what they wanted to portray Selena. And usually I think it almost feels inappropriate to talk about a tragedy or yeah. like to portray a tragedy like this so soon after it happens. Mm. Um, you, because for most biopics, especially for like tragic people, one, you, you usually see a documentary first, right? Yeah. And then you actually see a biopic. And um, for this one, it just happened back to back. And I think that there was some pushback, but at the same time, I think that this really did cement 
Selena's legacy. It did cement Selena's legacy. I don't know if there was any pushback. I don't know where you're getting that from, but I think it was I'm more... getting it from somewhere. I <laughs> think was, so. It was more Alistair's alternative facts. Um, <laughs> it was more celebrated than anything. People were excited about this. People were like ready to see... People were still mourning. Her fan base was still mourning, and they wanted to see more of her, and this was, you know, an opportunity to do that, especially all of the girls who looked up to her and they, you know, wanted to portray Selena. Like, how many... It was like 21,000 people showed up to, like, audition for for this for role. the Astrodome, yeah, no, no, for the role of Selena. Oh, for the role, Selena, twenty-one thousand. Yeah. A, a number similar to that, probably Zach's alternative facts. <laughs> Zach's alternative facts <laughs> with this one. But the thing is, okay, so like backtracking a little bit, Selena died at twenty-three years old in ninety-five, March of ninety-five. She didn't get the chance ever, and we, she will never have the chance to tell her own story, you know. And so we only know what we know from the sources that are out there. And we have to take the bits and pieces and put together a portrait of Selena from the different forms of media that we do get. And a lot of those are going to come from the Keith and the family, you know, like if you want anything close to that, that you have to go through the, the sources that are like approved by the Quintanilla family, you know. Um, it's, it's really interesting because in a way, one, that makes it somewhat more accurate. But two, it makes their portrayal the idealized portrayal yes, of Selena. And less... Like, I guess we get we, we there, there's plenty of interviews out there and like footage and you know we can see her mannerisms and the way she would laugh and how she would squint when she would laugh you know we get like a sense of that like <laughs> we get a sense of it but um, you know she's just not she's not going to be able to tell her story and how she felt at certain times and what she you know thought of this and going and eloping and all of that like we have to hear that from Chris or from Abraham, her father, or from Suzette, her sister, or AB, her brother, you know, or later on Yolanda in her interviews, you know, giving we, us yet another, you know, version of who she says Selena was. So I guess really it just, you know, what I found interesting is that how many like new Selena fans are out there. Like Selena is getting a lot of new fans as time goes on and we're 27 years on and she's still gaining new fans. You know, Selena would be 51. Um, and she's still gathering all of this new fan base. It's because people like us have children and we're going <laughs> to dress, dress our kids up in, in the Astrodome outfit. Um. <laughs> it's also because she, she has a legacy. And I think that I mean, yeah. we're going to talk a lot about legacy really in this episode. But when an artist dies, a lot of the time, you know, their, their estate is still very profitable. Mm. Like Michael Jackson, when he died, his estate was very, very, very profitable. Well, he was in so much debt Post when he died. Death. And then when he died, he was able to pay off his debt because... Elvis Presley, the same thing. Yeah. You know, like you see all these artists that tragically pass away. Mm. But the thing is that the legacy they, le they le leave is still worth a lot of money. But at the same time, so because um, Abraham, Abraham, her father, still has control over all of this legacy, right? And everything that goes out, her likeness, her signature, her, her, her um, image, everything. Um, and because of that, I still think there we, that's why we haven't gotten so much, like so many different projects, right? They're very like limited to what projects will go out about her. Um, we even read an article about that where they were talking about how, you know, they keep that limited and, and other people yeah, don't agree with article. that. So because she's getting all of these new fans, they are going to grow up and want to know more about Selena, right? These, they're going to fall in love with her and want to know more about her story. And I think there's different ways to kind of compile an image of Selena, right? Because we're not going to get it from her mouth. Um, if you want the essence of Selena, the movie is where you got to go. The movie is the most perfect biopic you are going to get of her and yes. the closest that you will ever get to seeing her in her natural element and it being the realist that it can be you know i literally wrote my notes this is a perfect movie and while we were watching it yeah it felt like a perfect movie it's so well done so well acted so mm -hmm. well written so well costumed yeah like overall it's so freaking good and the movie was was made again less than two years after she passed and so J-Lo obviously went into the role of Selena. Um, yeah. A lot of controversy there. J-Lo was Puerto Rican. They didn't want a Puerto Rican. Everybody wanted a Mexican girl to play her, which fair. Um, there was actually a girl named Melissa Sanchez who was supposed to, who mm -hmm. like Abraham thought looked so much like Selena and really wanted her to play. But Melissa Sanchez couldn't really act. And J-Lo just like had the essence of Selena, you know, um, even though she didn't really look like her. And so J-Lo got the role, but J-Lo had probably 
it, what would be, have been an actor's dream is to get to go and like sleep in this bed of the person that she's portraying. She was very like mindful. I really liked this, that she said that she was very mindful that she was able to do all these things for one reason. And that was that Selena wasn't there, you know, yes. and that was the tragedy of it. And she always remembered the tragedy of it. And the reason why she was there is because Selena wasn't, um, but it really, she really did get to delve into that role because she got to wear Selena's, you know, stuff. And like, you know, they would make replicas of all of her costumes. She got to sit on the Selena's couch and talk with her family, like spend quality time with her family. She even lived with her sister Suzette for a certain amount of time, you know? Um, yes. During the filming. And it was uh, for the family. It seemed like it was a big grieving process mm -hmm. for them. You know, this was happening um, like very close to the tragedy and, um, I feel like JLo as the actress was filling in the shoes of, you know, that was as close as they were going to get to get to her. It must've been so yeah. surreal, you know, having, having someone with that same laugh as trying to portray your sister, mm -hmm. you know, and JLo's like, and while JLo may have had naturally some of the same mannerisms, she is acting and trying to, you know, get into character yes. and portray that. And so her, she's doing that in front of the family and the family probably, it's just so surreal, right? It must've been so like insane to, to experience, you know, and it also must've been so cathartic because how, you know, ex imagine getting, you, you go through this tragedy where you don't really, you didn't really have closure, right? And you get filmmakers coming in and recreating all of these different moments and you kind of get closure from these. You're able to like start getting closure from all of this. Um, and you, you get this, this whole group of people who were all there during all of these moments. Some of the cast members, in the movie, we're part well, of her people band. People in real life, yeah. The guy with the mullet, he was in her band. He was there, you know? Um, and these it's just like all of these little elements really piece together a real portrayal and a real picture. Like, they're filming at Selena's house. They're filming at her parents' house. They are, um, you know, I, I, I think they probably filmed in her real car. I don't know if that's... Uh, I know at least it was a real type of car. And yeah. um, uh, Gregory Nava, the director, he's a big Latin American director. He yeah. directed Frida. He's done so well. He hasn't done anything in a while, but uh, he talked about like after the uh, marriage, after the elopement, mm -hmm. everything that uh, her, Selena and Chris said in the car was exactly what Chris told yeah. the director's slash writer that he said, mm -hmm. you know, that they, they said to each other. So that's like dialogue. And they're filming at all right these there. locations, right? Like these, this, why do I watch this movie? And it's Texas, you know, it feels yeah. like Texas. It looks it's like Texas. Like I recognize different places and I recognize, you know, um, this house because it's like exactly like my grandma's house, you know, you know, these, they, it all looks so real. And the essence of Selena just is there in the performances, in the mannerisms, in all of it. And it's just so good in that way that if you're if you're only looking for the essence of Selena, this is it. You don't get any better yes. than this. This well, is her and this is the most the, the bare bones story, right? This is the story that like really set the legend, right? This is this is the story that set up the struggling, you know, Mexican American family in Texas who you know, the kids start a band or the father, you know, puts the, <laughs> puts the kids in a band and they make it and they work hard and they make it. It's the, it's like, you know, it's a Mexican American dream, Mexican honestly. American dream story. And it, it's, it starts out that way. You know, yeah. we see the, the play with, you know, we start out with uh, the Astrodome, you know, Selena at the start of her career. Uh, I mean, at the summit of her career, and then we go to Abraham, you know, trying to make it as a Mexican American, mm. as an artist, and then we go to him, you know, starting the Selena and Los Dinos band. Yeah, and it's like we, it, I, I will never say it's easy for somebody to do a biopic, um, and I'm sure it was incredibly hard to do a biopic of such an amazing artist, um, but th they, they do do it so well. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's so well done. It's so well crafted. It is the essence of Selena. And I, I do think that one reason that this works well is that you do get an enemy in the movie. Mm. You have somebody to dislike. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and in a lot of biopics, you know, the, the real enemy or like the real downfall of the artist is the artist itself. Yeah. You know, and here it's not Selena 
didn't do this to herself. Yeah. Somebody did it to her. Somebody did it to her. Um, Side note, that poor actress, I like never knew what Yolanda looked like until I was like 15 years old, the real Yolanda. So I always pictured the actress from the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like that bitch. (laughs) Cause she plays Carlos Solis's mother in desperate housewives. Um, But no, this is, this really is like the closest that you're going to get to Selena's story. But at the same time, I think it's also worth noting that this is a very curated version of Selena's story and mm-hmm. a very like role model version of Selena's story. I'm surprised that they that they were able to convince Abraham to put the elopement scene in there because Abraham did not want the scene where Chris and Selena take off an elope. He was very he thought that, that that would encourage Selena's younger fans and to go off and just get married willy nilly. Uh, all the twelve year olds going and eloping. We eloped because of Selena. <laughs> <laughs> Next to a copper machine. <laughs> Um, but you know, you, you do have to keep in mind that that is a father telling his daughter's story, right? Yes. And that is, that has to be so different from like, I, I, we were listening to the Bechtel cast and I, I would highly going, recommend going and listening to, to their podcast, um, the Bechtel cast episode on Selena and they have a guest on there and she talks about like, you know, she makes a really good point when she says, Oh, I yeah. wouldn't want my daddy telling my story. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my daddy can't tell my story. He doesn't know what he did. He wouldn't know what to, you know, the real story of it through it. So because like, you're also a different person to different people in your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, your grandmother sees you differently than I, w- I see you, mm-hmm. you know, your mom sees you differently. I don't want my granny telling my story either. Your friend, you, people see you in so many different layers and we are getting an idealized version through, through, you know, the Selena 1997 mm-hmm. movie. And it's the version that they, it's what they want us to remember of her. Yes. And I think that's something to know. And I, I, I still think it works. It works. It works very well. And I think that, you know, Selena, I get it. You don't want your, your dad to be telling your story. However, I think it was told pretty oh, well. I think it was told perfectly. <laughs> and I think she would be very proud of how it came out. Right. Yes. Um, but if you're beautiful and if that's what you're looking for, then Selena, the movie is perfect for that. Right. If you're wanting to know a little bit more or like figure out because obviously like like we said this is a dad telling his daughter's story and so she's going to be the most idealized version that she probably can be just maybe slightly lower because she did a lope um, <laughs> <laughs> but um still you know nonetheless it is it is his perfect little girl you know that's his story that's her story um but Selena was a real person and we we tend to forget that right that she I guess we don't forget it, but you know, it's, no, it's hard yeah, we to don't look past it. the movie and look past the legend of Selena and realize that she was a real person who probably did get in fights with her husband. You know, she yes. probably did get really sassy. She had a rebellious streak in her going and eloping. That's a big deal. Like she was rebellious, you know, it's also like a, if you want to get a lot of context of mm-hmm. stuff, you know, you do get everything. I do believe that everything I see you know, is real to an extent yeah. in the Selena movie. I completely believe that, you know, th- you know, there's always obviously a percentage that they have to change or whatever, but even just reading that billboard art- article that we read earlier today kind of brings a lot of context into it. You know, her starting her own, um, salons that we see in the, that she could have a hundred percent ownership of. Yes. Right? Um, uh, because right now, like her father had complete, you know, ownership of her career, AB's career, Suzette's career and, and control the finances. And, her her way of breaking free of that was to do fashion and really to hire Yolanda as the manager we of her stuff. We see different little things, little eggs and nuggets of of her honing her own control. So obviously she felt a little bit out of control. She had to have, right? Yes. Um, I think she was put into this child band at really young, and that was exhausting. That had to have been exhausting, having to perform, having to go work hard, work hard, learn to sing in Spanish, learn to talk in Spanish. You know, it's it's it, it was probably very exhausting, not just for her, but for Suzette, for AB. Um, the, and, for the entire family. Yeah, and their dad owned everything, you know. Their dad owned all of the equipment that they used, all of the songs that they wrote. He was... All the trademarks, all the finances. What I found so crazy was that selena was being paid 25 percent of her career right um this was her career and yes she was part of a group band a family band but 
25%. Really? And that's like gross, 25%. So when she died, Chris, her husband, um, they they pretty quickly, like Abraham pretty quickly went into a, a business mindset where he was ready to... He got, he got lawyered up. He got lawyered up. He was thinking pretty quickly. Um, like I think he said that his coping mechanism was business. And yes. so he knew that Selena was gone and they needed to like Protect lock down her her legacy um and they didn't want chris to be able to go and 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 you know ruin it or like do you know muddy it or anything like that and so they went to chris because chris was the husband and selena didn't have a will so chris could have like he was well within his rights to fight for everything that she had and you know really get control of her all of her stuff and instead uh because they got to him so soon and he's like in grief they convince him abraham convinces him to basically take selena's portion and he chris gets 25 percent, you know which is basically what selena was being paid in her own career and it's, what's crazy about that is you know you we said we were 27 years later this article was written i believe in 2019 mm. um but at, at that point chris had only seen three million dollars so that's saying that selena's estate since she died was $12 million. Yeah. Which I do not for a second believe. That sounds low. It sounds very, very low, especially after them having a very successful movie, Mm -hmm. after her albums uh, charted so much, all of her singles that keep on charting. Yeah. Um, Like all of this was happening and really the whole contest, the reason we know about this is because um, Chris Perez wrote uh, the two Selena with love and then tried to make it into an actual television production. Yeah. And he was sued by the Quintanillas by Abraham and they decided to make Selena the way show. Ahead, I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. I am jumping ahead. No, but my point here is that Selena, it really was under the thumb of her father. And I think that she was very, 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 especially as she was getting into her, her early twenties, you know, late teens, she was ready to get out of her, from under her father's thumb, whether that meant going into fashion design and doing other things, you know, when she's, when you're being made to sing all the time, singing while it may have been a passion of hers, I don't know if I would have seen her doing it for much longer after this because it was something that she was made to do and she probably got tired of it. She was probably over it at a certain point and, you know, she has this English language album coming up and that was probably really exciting, but there's got to be burnout at some point. And if she didn't already hit it, she would have hit it pretty soon. Yeah. But I also disagree with you because, and I think this is something we're going to talk about a lot too, is what would have happened. But I think that she would have still sang. I'm not saying that she would have, you know, done the tour life as much as she used to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, that. Um, maybe, but maybe you know, that. I think that she was, she still would be putting stuff out. Like yeah. this is um, her career. And like the, th- the, the thing is the family their entire finances, their entire who they were revolved about around Selena and her image. Yeah. And when she died, their financial security, unfortunately, also went away. And I think that especially Abraham was looking at her image, protecting that legacy, but also as a way to their secure own, their own, but also own their selves. own security, yeah. right? Ensuring their own security, which I think is fair. Okay, so especially from Suzette and AB's perspectives, like they were also in this family band. Remember, like it was they Selena also got twenty five. It was Selena each. Los Dinos, yeah. but like they, they were in this too. They were also forced to like go and perform from a young age and like grew up performing and didn't really, you know have another choice outside of that. And so when Selena goes away, they are also kind of screwed because they've put their entire lives into this. Right. And so mm-hmm. I do think it's fair that, you know, they, that those were also their songs, you know, well, I think it's fair that they would want to go and like keep that going to ensure their own security as well, because that is also something that they were really working towards as well. No, I completely agree. I, th- I think we're on the same page with that. It's never a good situation. I just think that, I understand the why mm-hmm. things happened the way they happened. I understand how people reacted, how Abraham reacted. However, at the same time, yeah, Chris was also going through grief, and I think and he was taken advantage of a little I bit. I think he was taken advantage of. Yeah, I think so. But I, I freaking love this movie. <laughs> we're back to the movie. We're, we're back to the movie. It makes me cry so hard. Um, the ending is beautifully handled because yeah. they really didn't want to talk about 
the ending very much. So well, I, I think I that's think something very handled. fair. So like there's something that we see as a common thread throughout from the movie to the show, right? And it's the handling of the death. It's the handling of certain elements. Um, we definitely get more in the show than we do the movie in terms of just different stories. And like there's more, it's a show, you got to expand upon everything, but they still like close you off right at the, right at the end. You know, yes. we don't see Selena getting shot. That is something that they're very adamant about. They don't want to show Selena getting shot. Um, they, they more portray it in an abstract way with like her you'll music hear a gunshot and some acting or yeah, yeah, something like that. I think in the show we see Selena going up to the door up to Yolanda's door and we pan away and we see like the, the housekeeper and the housekeeper hears like a gunshot or something, yeah. you know? Um, and it's in the movie, effective. in the movie, you just see like quick flashes of Selena, maybe in an ambulance or, you know, the family finding out that she's passed and away then crying. And mm. we were watching the making of, and that was real tears for all of them on set because they were you know they were acting in such close proximity with the people who yeah. were there and it was like I've, I, acting is such an interesting profession mm -hmm. that they were definitely sponging all of that energy and you can feel the grief that they're having and i think that super translates to the audience i think so um with her story selena's secret was the next like major kind of project that was put out there about her like telling her story um which i didn't even know about until you told me about it yes i remember seeing all of the all of the press and headlines about it. i think that's the only reason that it's a major thing is because there was so much press around it this is also though selena's secret so it was like a mexican tv show all about more about the trial and like post-death and all of the, the Yolanda's trial and all of that, um, it kind of follows all of that. But it was based on a book by Maria you, Celeste Arreras. Maria Maria Celestes. <laughs> you people are having such trouble with this, and it, it 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 it's it's interesting. She's a very prominent uh, Latin American journalist, yeah, um, who had her own show on Telemundo and all that stuff, um, and she uh, really decided to. To chase the story and go into like the nitty gritty of so what's happening in the court. She was assigned to this story yes. after Selena died, and she was actually she broke the story, or not? I don't think broke the story, but she was for her network. She broke yes, the story. for her network. She was there. She was able to break the story of Selena's passing, and then she was put on it, and she went and investigated it. She was an investigative journalist, investigated you know the whole, everything surrounding and leading up to the the death, and then she wrote a book, and the book actually came out either the same month or the month before the movie came out. So 1997, either March or February 1997. Um, and so I'm guessing this is another one that Abraham was trying to fight because this book has a lot of different rumors. So if we're, if we're, if the essence of Selena is the movie and you don't want to go any deeper than that, it's a, a good time to just stop. Off. These are but the secrets of Selena. It goes a little bit deeper, whether you want to believe any of it or not. I think, um, Maria, Maria Stelestis is, um, does like an interview with with Yolanda and there's a lot of Yolanda story in here she yes. covers a lot of the trial she covers a lot of these a lot of the rumors that were going around I have problems with this because I don't exactly know if her claims have ever been substantiated right I think she makes a really good point where she says a lot of people call her a liar and say that this book is just full of lies right but she mm -hmm. I think she made a really good point where she was like well Abraham never sued me I've never been sued and this TV show or anything like that. Yeah. And the TV show based on the book went ahead, you know, yes. and nobody ever sued me over it. However, Chris, um, Chris Perez wrote to Selena with love. And when he tried to turn that into a mini series, it was sued. Abraham sued him and was, he was not allowed to turn that into a mini series. So why was Selena's secret allowed to go ahead? Uh, it's just Which, interesting. It, I think it's interesting because you also see this a little bit in the the show itself. Mm -hmm. So the show is completely done in Spanish. There's no subtitles, so <laughs> I had to act, actively translate the show for for Zachary. And, and a he couple, fell asleep halfway through. And a couple of Maria Celeste's interviews. <laughs> yes, he, he had me tr uh, translate a lot. He just sits next to me and we play it, and he just talks through it and, and I, yeah. the whole thing. For so I, I I talk through it and I translate for him, but she. Uh, did an interview, a famous interview with Yolanda, which actually Yolanda does this interview in English later on too. 
and it's the same freaking interview. Like yeah. I'm telling you, she says the same exact thing in Spanish as she said in English. And it's, you know, you know, I'm Selena's mom. You know, she used to call me mom a lot. I know the secret about Selena. So I wanted to come on here and tell everybody, but I can't tell everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a secret. I need to take it to the grave. But also I'm here to tell everybody. This is some bullshit. This is, I'm going to call bullshit here is because I think Yolanda very much liked attention. She very much wanted, wanted attention from Selena. She very much was told stories. It says in Chris's book that Selena was like, Oh, it's just another yet one of Yolanda's stories. She says that like a lot. Um, it's because Yolanda was always telling stories, and Yolanda knew that she'd gotten fucking caught embezzling money from Selena's businesses, and so she was in a tailspin wanting to keep Selena around, wanting to keep the scraps, and she knew that she was she was part of Selena's life and this lifestyle, right? But then when she got caught, she was being sucked out of that, and so she was really trying hard, and I think even in death, um, Selena is still suffering because of Yolanda, but, I guess not so. Well, yeah. But you know, it's like Yolanda will not stop. And I think Yolanda is coming up with different pieces at different times. You know, we keep getting little pieces of the puzzle yeah. that Yolanda thinks she is trying to form. Well, um, and Yolanda says she's innocent, mm-hmm. um, that it was a complete accident, that she was going like this, and that uh, she just like accidentally shot selena in the in the back and she didn't even see that she she shot shot selena and she says this each time she says you know i'm innocent and i have this secret of selena that i'm gonna you know go to my death but then she gives an interview and talks about it she gives an interview and talks about it so um at the end of uh the secret of selena she tells maria celeste arreras what it is but maria celeste arreras keeps the secret until it comes forward. So from in a this source. book, this is this is why. Uh, let's go through some of the rumors, right? Um, yeah. You can either believe them or you don't have to. Whatever. These are the rumors that are in Maria Celeste's book. Um, one of the big ones is that Selena was having an affair with a guy named Ricardo Martinez, and Ricardo Martinez was the surgeon. He had done like liposuction on her. That was another rumor is that Selena had gotten liposuction. This is one that I kind of believe. I would get lipo. I and I don't think anything's wrong with that. I would get lipo too. Yeah. yeah. And I think like even if she did, I think that it makes her even more relatable. <laughs> <laughs> but I could see why her dad maybe wouldn't want to well, like especially her. back then the phobia or yeah. anything plastic. But you look at her you body know. and like her body, yes, is banging and looks natural. Like I do think she has those curves. But also I look at her stomach and her stomach goes flat, flat. Like her diet of pizza and I can eat a whole meat and pepperoni pizza by myself. I don't know. I've, I've seen people with her physique before and uh, I believe it. But at the same time, I'd, I'd, I, I, I could see I either way. Possibility. I don't think it, I, I don't think it. If it's true, I don't think it degrades anything about her at all. Oh, no, 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 And no, I think no, no, that no, no, the no. whole, like, assumption that it would yeah. is kind of disgusting. I think whether she had liposuction or not, that's her own damn business. And it's like, you know, yeah. who cares if she did or she didn't, you know? Um, but it is a possibility. And there's, the, But the guy who did the supposed liposuction on alleged. her— Alleged liposuction. <laughs> Salinas is alleged liposuction. <laughs> um, the, there was a rumor that he, there's a there's a rumor in this book that he was having an affair with Selena. Selena yes. was having an affair with him and that she was planning on leaving Chris for him and that they would go to Monterrey and they would meet. Am I saying that right? Monterrey, I always feel yeah. so weird yeah. trying to pronounce Spanish it's, it's, words. It's, it's, it's fine, Zachary. And <laughs> I can see your anxiety whenever you say anything so, in Spanish. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, that she was often going out there to visit him and, and that when she actually died, that she had she had a, she was going to leave Chris and that she had met Yolanda. That's what Yolanda is saying, right? Is that she came with this suitcase full of clothes and she was going to leave Chris and that they had had a discussion about it or something like that and the, the gun went off. Um, and there supposedly is a suitcase full of Selena's clothes that Yolanda had in her possession and now Yolanda's family has it in their possession and they're not like giving it up. Um, but I think that was, it seems like that was more from Yolanda being a stalkery. Yeah. yeah I could see her just having taking, Selena's clothes. Yeah. That, right. It, 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 it all seems sketch, but I, I uh, the, the one thing that kind of rings fr- from that is that he stepped forward to say that, yes, he had uh, Ricardo Mar- Martinez. Yes. Uh, first he said he denied it and he said, no, I did not have a relationship with Selena. And then in 2012 mm-hmm. he came forward and he said that he did. He said that the only reason that he was coming forward now saying that he did was because y- y- Yolanda was 
saying that there was a sex tape between them out there in a, in a vault in Mexico. And he wanted to dispel that and say that that's not true and that she's besmirching Selena's name. And so he confirmed that they had a relationship, but that there's no sex tape. However, I still don't know if I believe the Ricardo Martinez thing. I don't know if I, I, I it just doesn't make sense. I, I, I don't either. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't care because it doesn't, if she hadn't, Affair, I still don't doesn't, change it doesn't, anything. It doesn't for me. ruin it doesn't her change, reputation yeah. for me. It doesn't ruin who, like who she was. You know, it, like it just. I don't know. There's another thing in this book that says that she was active, like she was about to buy a house in Monterrey. Um, yeah, and I mean that deal didn't go through because I mean she passed, but that you know. But, but then that can still be argued in a different way. You know, she has to tour a lot. You know, it's kind of like if you're an actor and you buy a house in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of actors have to act in Atlanta. That's yeah. not weird. You know, she's had to perform in Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta, in Monterrey, you know, it's not weird for her to like have a house in Mexico where she does a big portion of her performances, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, whether she was or wasn't, it's just, I, again, I don't think it really matters. I don't think it really matters, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the point is she never left Chris to go with Ricardo Martinez. She never, uh, got divorced. She didn't make it to any point like that because she was gunned down, you know, um, her life was stopped. Her life was you know? stopped. And I just, I don't know. I have, a, I have a weird, I, I, I don't believe this stuff in the book, but at the same time, I do think it's really fishy. I, I think that, it's like, well researched. She was never sued. Yes. For I think, this stuff. And I, I well, the, the, the thing is, so I, I talked about the interview she yeah. had with Yolanda and then Abraham reached out to her and was like, I, I hate that you had gave her a platform for her to talk and speak mm-hmm. her lies, which fair. Yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fair. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well then let's come and you have an interview with me. Mm-hmm. And it was, and, and, and he did. And I think that she's a journalist that was just chasing the story that she had, you know, and she was giving people a chance to say what they wanted to say about, you know, what was going on, uh, whether Yolanda should have had a platform for that or not, you know, I don't think it's for me to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I watched all of her interviews, and it just—I just feel like I'm watching a liar. I'm not gonna. Oh, Yolanda is just, I just like, feel like I think I'm she makes shit up out of her ass, liar. and I think that she just keeps going. You know, I th- it's it's completely ridiculous because she told Maria that um, that she was seeing visions of Selena and that she got sent a letter from Selena and Selena's calling her bomb and like it's pretty widely known that Yolanda probably wrote that letter herself, right? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's like she's living in her own universe where just trying to excuse this for, yes. in her own mind, I think, rather than spending time maybe making amends yes. and giving out apologies and preparing yourself for the big Lord up above, right? Because because yeah, she says she's fine. She's innocent. She's like, mm. you know, and I don't, I don't have anything to say about that. I think a, that. G- a good counter also is that Maria Celestis has, has never sued the Quintanilla family for calling her a liar either. Yes. Well, also, I'm kind of curious. So it's, we're, we're talking about derogatory remarks. We're talking about libel and stuff. But a lot of what Maria Celeste has put out has been put out in Mexico. Hmm. Not the U.S. I wonder if that does. So something. I wonder if there are some legalese that doesn't necessarily translate. That book translate. came out in America, though. Yeah, but he didn't get sued over the book either. He got sued over tr- tr- trying to make the actual because movie. he more he Chris says that um, Abraham didn't really have a problem with him making the book and that everybody knew that Chris was writing the book and they were all okay with it. It was when he tried to do the TV show that they had a problem with it and they sued him. Well, um, at, at the end of the day, I, I think that this is just a piece of the story. You know, we had one piece with Selena, the movie. Uh, this is another piece and maybe it doesn't fit. Maybe it's one of those jagged pieces that you just throw away. Oh, this was mispackaged. Yeah. But it's I a think, piece of the story. I think it still is, is a piece that could be thrown away because whether it's true or not, whether she did, let's say she did go and have this relationship with Ricardo Martinez. Like it, it played no big part in her life because she, it, nothing ever came of it. Right. Because yeah. she was gunned down. She didn't get her, the rest of her life. So so what does that Which matter? I think it's, it's, it's kind of disgusting for Yolanda to pedal it um, like this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it, it feels very attention-seeky to me. Yeah. 
And it's something that really isn't relevant to her overall story, whether it's true or not, you know? Yeah. Um, it's something that she really shouldn't be included in her story, but that show very much goes into that and, and yes. talks about that. It shows that um, and presents it as fact. So, uh, so for, oh gosh, when you said the show, I, I, I thought you were talking about <laughs> the, Selena, the series. Selena's Secret was really the only project that like kind of went ahead that didn't have the family's authorization because the very next one was Selena, the series and Selena, the series very much had their participation in it right yes however it wasn't as much as the movie and this is where we kind of like start deviating from her actual story right it's like the further that we get from her passing i feel like the story is just going to get more paint by numbers you know you're gonna know your basic beats struggling family they make it big you know they have the stories to go based off of but you know um i don't think that these actors spend a whole lot of time with with, with the, the, with the people, people that they're portraying, I think they like had Zoom calls with them. I don't think like it was. I don't think these actors and these storytellers were as integrated with with all of these real life elements as the maybe they were in the movie. Yeah. So, well, so for me, Selena the the show, yeah, feels completely different from Selena the movie. Absolutely, and it feels. It, what do you? What do you? What do you? I think, I think it feels. A little too clean, mm. a little too green screen. Yes. If you ask me. <laughs> clean and green screen. And what's interesting about this one is this one's, uh, it isn't executive produced by uh, Abraham. Uh, Suzette is actually on there as the producer. Yeah. And um, so and I, I, I think you kind of feel that because Suzette's story, well, AB's and Suzette's stories are a lot more fleshed out mm-hmm. uh, than, than they were in the movies. In the movie, because I feel like, Selena, the series, wasn't necessarily um, the story of Selena. It was the story of the family. Yeah. And because for the family, I think in a weird way, the name Selena not only embodies the person, but embodies who they were. It was the family business, Selena. Los yeah. Dinos, you know, it was it was the whole business, and everybody everybody had a little piece of that pie. Um, I, I really like the show. I know a lot of people didn't. They thought that it was too clean and green screen. Um, and it <laughs> definitely was. It definitely felt like ABC Family Fair, you know, freeform. Yeah. Um, I, 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 some of those creative choices did not make any sense But to here's me. where I really like it is while I was watching the movie, it kind of made me have an appreciation for, for the show is that I was I automatically fill in gaps now because I've watched the whole show and I know all of these stories are true stories, you know. Um, I've seen yeah. Suzette talk about how most of these stories in the show are from real life, you know, encounters, real, real life that they weren't able to put in the movie, and so now I'm able to like fill in gaps and it really like spans that whole time and we get we get, it's really nice to have all of these stories and more gap and more blanks filled in. And it, it, it's they're nice blanks too because we get a lot more of a B. Yeah. One as a music producer, two as a music writer, and his complete influence on Selena and the Tejano music industry. Which is not something that you get very heavily in the movie. No, you but don't. you definitely get it here. And yeah. As well as like Suzette's kind of like badassery as a female drummer, you know? Yes. Something that's not really, like she's, they're all side characters, but here it feels like more Selena is the side character. So they do, like the movie and the show do fit hand in hand and it kind of helps. Like I think what it's, they're both really good for together is creating a big picture, a really big picture. I think Chris, Christian Serratos, I love her. As Selena, I think it's harder to portray Selena because we're so far from her death and her being alive that I understand that it might've been a little bit harder. It feels a little bit more like she's portraying Jennifer Lopez at times than yes, Selena. It does. It, it, and it, the, sometimes if you close your eyes, you can hear JLo. It's like in her dialogue, the, almost the whispering. And yes. The raspy whispering, you know, like um, stuff like that. So that was all interesting to me. And it was, it, it's interesting because I think that, um, the differences between the two actresses, mm-hmm. the criticisms that JLo got was that she's Puerto Rican and that she didn't have the l- facial look of Selena. Even still, that JLo had a smaller nose also. JLo yeah. had a smaller nose. Selena had like Mexican girl features, features yes. right? Like I see Selena and I see all of my cousins or I see like she had a, a wider nose. She had big lips, like she had fuller cheeks. You know, yeah. she like had... Like, you know, places for all, fat to store, you know, you know eyes, right? All that stuff, yeah, yeah. Like, um, 
And J-Lo was a lot slimmer in her, in her, all of her kind of features and like Christian Serratos even more so like her nose was very slim. And I know I hate even like going into the looks of Christian because I know Christian got torn apart for her looks and being yes. too thin. And I, I think Christian still did a fucking amazing job. I think no, she, she did, still yeah. did a really great job playing Selena despite all of that. And despite all of that criticism, um, the but I think at, at some point they do have to cast somebody like I, I get it and I get, you know, Christian did a great job, but like at some point they do have to cast somebody who is look like, a, looks like a Mexican, my Mexican cousin, you know, uh, you know? Yeah. Like, I, it, it, and, and I think eventually they will. And the, the thing is like, uh, I, I do want to say that, you know, JLo doesn't necessarily look exactly like Selena, but she portrayed her very well. Yeah. Christian Serratos, her facial features looked more like Selena. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, um, she still did a good portrayal. I think overall yeah. she did a good portrayal of her and I, I don't like to see the physical critiques of them, but I understand the physical crit- critiques yeah. if that makes sense because I mean, a lot of full bodied women just wanted to see another full body body. And I do understand. I, I do understand that desire, you know, and like having somebody like Melissa Sanchez having played Selena would have been exactly that, you know, yeah. she, she was a Mexican girl. Selena, the series where I think it really kind of fails is, again, it's a very curated, very light portrayal of this girl. And it doesn't really give us so much character as it does give us. It's like a bonus features reel. Like a bonus features reel and like uh, like offering of like the legend, you know, already. It doesn't really like give us any new pieces to put to our big picture of Selena and who she would have been. You know, I want to see Selena know that she's a badass bitch and that she is, you know, she knows she's hot. I want to know if Selena had vanity. If Selena went out and got liposuction, that's a display of vanity. And that's not a bad thing, but that's like a display of vanity. And that like lets me know she was more human than not, you know? I want to know if she like how long she looked at her hair when she was doing her hair or how long she, you know, um, you know, she wore this bright red lipstick. I want to know if she was like super particular about it or the, the Mac lipstick. Just like, um, you know, I want more pieces of Selena that would be like, like normal people, right? Not this super idol who can do no wrong. I do think that we did get a little bit of that with the series. Cause there's some parts where like, uh, she, just won't show up for rehearsals. AB will be upset with her, you know, over all this stuff because it just all it, but feels it very also, nice. It, it, it feels very nice, but honestly with the context of the billboard article, again, like she's working on everything that's not controlled by her yeah. family. Right. It's almost her trying to break away from that. And I think that's the beauty of this show. So I, I think if you're a Selena fan, if you don't want just the essence of Selena, if you don't want the secrets of Selena, uh, if you want to delve deeper and have the, the, that that bonus features real, I think that the show is definitely very much worth checking out, and you get a lot more context to everything else. Um, I think that we, I don't know, I I I could see in like the next ten years us having another biopic. I think it'll be, I think we could have another biopic and I think it'll be more, I don't know. I think if the Quintanillas have their hands on it, I think it's going to be more of the same and more like pretty nice, you know, she's all, all around good girl, you know, there's not really anything, anything there that is any new. deeper than, you know, what we've already well, you, seen. You have to bring something new to the table. Otherwise people aren't going to sit down. No, and I want to know if Selena got in a fight at school. Did she ever beat a bitch up? <laughs> they they were homeschooled. No, they were no. Uh, they went to school for a little bit. She went to school for a little bit. She get pulled out of school though. But then they they were on the bus so much. Oh my gosh, the bus is abandoned in like a weird lot right now. I know. I, I, I saw that. But I think it's just you know we have all of these sources that really paint this picture of Selena. Um, you know what I think really goes into it is um, I think Chris's book was is really good at kind of talking about Selena and in a. In a different way. So like when they, when he's talking about the last time he sees Selena, um, there's this little anecdote about her opening her bedroom door and his dad was staying with him and he opens his bedroom door at the same time and it scares her and she screams. And that's just like a little something, you know, it's a little something that we, we get that she just like screamed, you know, she's, she, if she gets rotten, she screams. Um, 
Well, I mean, we also get like a note from her at the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a note that she sent to him, you know, while they were kind of uh, separated before they decided to actually elope. Yeah. And it's just sweet. And it's very just a normal, like, love note that you'd, you know, have between lovers. Right now, this year, Selena would have just turned 51 years old. Yeah. Where do you see her now? Where would you see her now? Where do I see her now? Don't do that. It's really dark. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Where would you, if... She had survived. I just don't even know if that's like a fair question, right? I don't know if it's fair to like really start speculating on where she would be because she's not here and we're never going to know that. And that's not, I don't know, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't see her having stuck with performing as heavily as she was doing at the time. I think at the time it was a way to make money. It was getting her, she was very successful. It was her most successful Avenue. And I think that would have been her, her way to get into other things. And I think she would have gone with other things at some point. Um, I think Selena probably would have been, she, at the time her, her style was very nineties, right? Very tacky. She had like these big green couches. She had a big purple bed. Um, nineties were very camp and she was camp. Selena was camp. Um, but I see Selena, you know, liking jo- Joanna Gaines and having a go- Joanna Gaines house, you know, or, um, you know, I don't know, having girlfriends over in her big lush green backyard next to the pool. And I think definitely right now at 51, she probably would have been, uh, I don't see her touring. I think maybe she would have done a residency or something something like vegas or i don't know something, I something lighter something easier that she gets to sing and gets to like enjoy that but not having to do it super like intensively it's not rigid and i also think i don't i, th- I don't think she would have had her dad running her career anymore i think she would have parted with breaking him. away from i think that. they would they would have hit a, a breaking point i think because she died he never had to hit a breaking point with her but i think she would have well, do you want to know what I think? What? So what I think is, so she had just finished her Amer- uh, her English album, her first crossover English album, right? Yeah. She, I don't think, unfortunately, it would have been as successful as it was. Um, because I, I think a lot, a lot of times with tragedy, you know, like big albums like that just grow yeah. massively. But I do think it would have been successful. She would have toured. And she probably would have put out another English album. I think I think her first English album would have done exactly what it was supposed to do and cross her over yes. and get her the recognition that she needed to yes. continue in the it, English market. Kind of like Shakira and like uh, uh, like other artists that we see cross over so much. And she, yeah. she was like w- one of those first ones to do that. I think that she would have gotten uh, a lot of no- notoriety from it, but it wouldn't have been the same. I think she would have d- done a second English album. I think her, as long as she had chosen the right business people, mm. you know, not a Yolanda, I think her uh, department stores would have grown. And I think that eventually she would lean towards doing fashion more full time mm. and then occasionally putting out an album. I also think they, as Abraham's children, probably are very business minded. And I think she would have been a good businesswoman. I think she probably yeah. would have leaned more into business in, in her later years. Well, well, she needed somebody to manage business that's while what she Suzette's was doing, doing her stuff. Yeah. You know, Suzette's running the whole thing. Like yeah. The, like the Selena Museum and all of that. And I could see... She runs everything. Yeah, yeah. I could see Selena doing something like that. Now, like maybe what, not running her own museum, but you know, um, <laughs> like just more business-minded and doing something more in business. Well, I could see the business-minded thing, but... <laughs> sorry. I, I think that with fashion, she would have gone yeah. far. And I think that in 2022, I think her bustiers would have made a comeback. Maybe. I there think, are, there, I think her bustiers would have made a comeback. I'm making a comeback now. Come you, on now. Really? Yeah. Who have you seen lately wearing a bustier except Just for the Selena performer? Tech TikTok. Chick Talk. TikTok. Jack TikTok, my I don't know. I think the bustier would have made a comeback. And I think that. Um, I think that she would have been doing a residency also. I could see that. I see yeah. I see the residency. Kind of like Shania Twain. I think she would you have know? done something, and I think she would have had a lot of English language hits enough that she could fill up a residency set list, you know? Yes. Um, I, I think that she still would have been iconic um, in, in, in her own way, in a different way, and had her... I think she would have had kids. I think she would have had that farm that she wanted. Selena was just a... Like, let's... 
talk about this poor picture of Celeste. She was just a badass, and she was original and came up with her own sort of look and was doing the thing that nobody else was doing. She had a Mexican girl look. This is like when we see Latinas and like Hispanic girls out in out in you know media. They are very like you know Euro features and like yes. lighter and have like they perfect hair more and stuff. That stuff. Selena yeah. had Mexican girl hair, Mexican girl features, and was wearing these wonderful outfits out doing her thing. And there's still there's something so magnetic about watching her. And I think she would have been such a trendsetter with that. Oh yeah, I think that that would have been something so just different about her that nobody else would have touched. Well, I mean, it, it, and even without like everything, like she revolutionized the, uh, the Latin music industry. She completely revolutionized the ma- the Latin music industry. She completely took a male dominated industry by storm and dominated all of those, uh, charts. She was a mover and a shaker. And the thing is she had dominated Latin music. She was moving on to dominate, you know, uh, her, with her English crossover albums. Yeah. And um, I think she, she would have done that with fashion. I think that she would have um, really put her mind to everything that she wanted to do and, you know, take over. Yeah. And I, I think that at the end of this, we just know that Selena's a superstar. She is a superstar, yeah. And I think she would have been a superstar in life as well, you know. Yes. Like, had her life continued. Um this doll, actually, I, I got this one off of eBay, but when I was a kid, I remember, um, I think I've told many times that I wasn't allowed to play with dolls, or, or I wasn't allowed to have my own dolls. I was fine playing with them, but I wasn't allowed to have my own dolls. Um, but I, I do remember having a Selena. I do remember, so I was I remember being at my Granny Rosemary's house, and my Uncle Jared was there, and my Granny Rosemary gave my Uncle Jared, like, however many much money, um, sent him and me to the local Walmart tiny ass Walmart in Brownwood uh, or in Ballinger, Texas. And she had him buy me this Selena doll. And I remember playing with it, but I don't remember playing with it outside of that one day. So I don't know what the hell happened to that thing. You must've been young. Cause that came out in 1996. Yeah. I don't know. It yeah. was, it was something, it was something, but, um, hmm. nice Later memory. Nice night memory. Night. Well, my friends, the time has come to end this late show. Before we go, we're going to do a quick outro off. Alistair, baby boy, give me your best Selena impression. I've been preparing my time for this. <laughs> I don't think she does that in the Astrodome one. I think you're doing the um, you're gonna you're doing the the J Lo. Okay, I got this. Okay, I don't think I'm gonna use my microphone though. Okay. <laughs> I love it. You can vote down in the comments below. <laughs> we will see you guys on Monday for the Scotty Bauer story. Finally, we finally yes. can cover the sex capades of Scotty Bauer in old Hollywood. Sex lives of Hollywood. Super interesting. Hey, Selena, little and, Selena. And uh, just, uh, just a little reminder, uh, leave us a review. Uh, you know, I'm going to say it at the top of the episode and the end of the episode. Do it. Do it for us. Because we're on Apple Spotify, we have a sign now, Podbean, guys. a sign. Okay, YouTube. We're legit. We're oh, legit. we have an Instagram too, so you can follow us there. At was it Coffee and Tequila Show? Coffee and Tequila Show. Yeah. Yep. All right. Look at us. <laughs> Which we post updates. Have a great night, guys. Bye.